are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. God Identity Podcast. We are a faith-based platform where we influence creatives to live authentically in pursuit of their purpose. So if you're passionate about impacting lives, monetizing your gifts and talents, and you desire to grow a relationship with God, then tune in to our podcast. We are so glad to have you a part of our community. Welcome back to the God Identity Podcast. I am your host, Arnesia. On today's episode, I have a special guest, Jamel D. Jackson. Say hey, Jamel. What's going on, people? How you doing out there? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're doing real good. He is a relationship mechanic. Have y'all heard of that before? A relationship mechanic. He repairs, evaluates, and gives you the tools that you need to maintain healthy relationships. He is also an author. He's a kingdom messenger, motivational speaker, an amazing salesman too, in my opinion. But um, I'm gonna let Jamel introduce more of himself. If there's anything else you want to add to it, let us know. What, what, what else do you do, Jamel? I mean, I think you hit it right on the head. One of the main things I like to do when I do talk about relationship and connections is first vertical, then horizontal. I like to emphasize on that. Like first, I believe the relationship between us and God, then mankind. Innately, that's my gifting is to really connect people, whether they've come from destitute environments, um, from the guttermost to the uttermost, whether they're in the palace or whether they're in the pit. I have the ability to look within them and say, you know what, you should be with this person. This person should be with that person. Oh, that's not working because of this. So, yeah, that's what it is. Yes, that sounds good. I like how you said the, you unless we're when if anybody's in the pit. Like you can bring them to the palace. Like, how does that go? Man, it, it first starts with them knowing their identity. And that's not always easy because although we have an identity, like somebody can have a name, just for instance, Jane Doe, that's your name. That doesn't necessarily mean that's your entire identity. That's a piece of your identity. But when we start to walk in the fullness of who we are and know whose we are, then we can start to transition into this from pit to palace and knowing where you stand and where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. It's, um, it's really similar to like helping people to understand their value. And he's actually, actually his brand name is the value of relationships. So everything that he talks about really is based on the value. And so he has a book, like I said, he's an author. He has a book called the value of relationships. And um, this is, what volume one? Oh, I'm just one. okay. I was gonna say, I was like, I'm like, I'm just imagining. Um, value one, yes. So, value relationships. I actually wanted to know, like, what brought about you just going into this area, this arena of value, the value of relationships? You know, every time I get that question, the answer always kind of changes, but because the, res- the response that I want to give my mind as a passing review. I always value people, but not to the extent that I value them now, of course, you know, coming up in New York and growing up in, you know, the typical story, destitute environments, no dad, single mom, you know, engaged with the neighborhood activity, whether it be crime, drugs, streets, street things. And I still had this innate 
heart for people. Like, man, I want to see us do better. But in the position that I went, that I was in, it was like you were forced to be hard. So you had to conform to your environment in order to survive that environment. You know, fast forward um, to when I got into my my young adulthood in my twenties, I got married. You know, I had a I had a son, then I had a daughter, and I remember walking. This was in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. And I was just thinking about everything. I was I was in the process of going overseas to the Middle East for the first time to help a, a gentleman I knew with some business. And I was just walking and I was like, man, God's like, I keep struggling in this area, that area. This is happening. And he was like, Jamel, everything you need is in relationships. He said, I need you to get back to that. I need you to value relationships to that extent. Now, of course, it wasn't verbatim those words, but I remember hearing everything you need is in relationships. And I wrote that down and out of that I remember writing valuable people attract people of value and I'm going to start adding value to my life and attract those type of people and value those relationships. And then I was writing down, I'm going to approach every, I realized in that moment, God has given me everything that I need. People can only add to. So I'm going to approach every relationship for the rest of my life with what can I give, not what can I get? Cause I really believe that if two people come to a relationship with what can they give, then lack cease to exist. Some people approach relationship, what can I get? So out of that birthed this whole new perspective of the value of relationships. And I believe that if I add value to my life, I'm going to automatically attract people of value. I like that. There's so many gems in that. And I want to start in the area where it's like, um, for those who are in those destitute places where they have to hustle to get what they need. Um, Because sometimes being in places where it seems like, you know, you may be in a confined place, um, it can be easy to see what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? So instead of going into what can I get, you transition to what can I give? But there had to be something there that made you transition your thoughts like a trigger or maybe even just a um, something that's awakening, like a, a change in your life. What was that moment like when you, shifted your perspective into um, looking at things as what can I give? It was, it was having an in-depth understanding really that God is the source of it all. You know, most people, when they hear me talk and as soon as I mention that and say, God, they're like, Oh boy, here he goes again with the spiritual thing, but I can't give no credit to anybody else. I know exactly where I was at. Everybody may be different. I know where I was at. I was in the, I was in the freaking slums. I was in the gutters of the gutters. I was in the staircase bent, twisted high plotting robberies and doing crazy. And then God snatched me out of that environment. I was not smart enough. I was not wise enough to find the exit sign or to, or have people around me with exit strategies. Yeah, we had exit strategies, but it was to exit out of one position into a better to a better position. But it was more grimy or it was more even even more crazy. We just wasn't in the in the in the the lower totem pole, I should say. So having that understanding that not even being a person that knows everything about God, but having that just little bit understanding that God's controlling the whole story and that he's given me everything. Wow. I was like, wow, you know what? I'm going to approach relationships the same way. Like, look, I'm only trying to add value or give to you what was already given to me. And then in exchange, all you can do is add addition to me. My life became even more simplistic. I didn't need much. I still love the finer things in life, but really everything that I need, we got to know the difference between a need and a want. A need and a want is different. God's going to give you what you need. It's in your needs that your wants are met. 
So everything that I need right now, even we would go currently with my life right now, everything that I need, I have. Everything that I need, I might not have everything that I want, but everything that I need, I have. And so someone coming into my life, whether it be a friend, business partner, family, significant other, all they're doing is adding on to what everything that I already have, the necessities of life. I like that. I like that. That sounds like um, the attraction part, because that's value. That's value. Anybody that I look at it in a sense of like people are people and they come into our lives for a reason and they all contain something like we all have something that we can give to others. And um, the value part, you know, I think you nailed it on the head where you were saying like those who come into your life, they just add to it. They add to because you have all that you need. It's just we encounter people that bring us value. So how would you say that like giving back to others, like when it comes to value, valuing others, how do you, in a sense, how do you give back to others and add value to other people's lives? One of the ways right off the top of my head is if I do not have it monetary wise, I sold my life. I sold me. I'm valuable. I'm not saying that in an egotistical way. I'm of importance. I am of high worth. I am priceless. I should say I am very useful. I am someone you want on your team in terms of if it was economic value, I am of high benefit. So if I don't have a physical or something physical or like, what should I, if I don't have anything monetary to give you, I can sow my life into your vision, whether it be in an intimate relationship, business, family, what you will get is the most valuable part. You can have my mind. You can have my time. You could have me. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's the most valuable thing that I can give you even outside of money. Really? That's the most valuable thing I can give you. And I'm not saying give my body in a, in a, in a derogatory way for anybody that may be listening, but I'm talking about, you know, just giving my willingness to serve. Oh, that's a word that we don't want to touch on. The willingness to serve. I can serve. I know the benefits of serving. There's a chapter in my book called finding success and serving. That is the utmost to me right now that I believe that's the highest level of value. One of the highest levels of value that you can offer anyone on this earth. And that's the highest, that's one of the highest levels of value that most of us are not willing to offer, especially in our society now, because it's deemed as when you mention the word serve, it's like somebody's belittling me. It's beneath me. It's feeble. Who serves? No, I want to, I'm the boss. No, I will hide the, oh man, there's so much value. Let me just say this. It's so much value in serving. Yeah, there is, honestly. And I can tell y'all this, like I've met Jamel. This is how I met Jamel. First off, he's a rapper too. I forgot to add that. So I actually met him. (laughs) (laughs) I met him at a, um, I was like an open mic event or it was like some type of like artist event going on. I don't think he remembered me at that time, but I remember seeing him, meeting him. But I saw him a second time. I was in the mall one time, like going around telling people about my book and like handing out free bookmarks. And I came across the kiosk and um, he's with like Sleepers for Suckers. So he's like big on service. <laughs> and I tell you, man, I need y'all. I need you to just drop the drop the story about what service was like during the pandemic. Okay. Well, this is this is something amazing because the story he gave me when he was saying like how he was the only one out there y'all the only man out in the mall during 2020 pandemic touch down on that story for us because this man has a heart to serve it to for real 
You know, I was talking to somebody earlier today and the servitude has to do with the position of your heart and going back to the understanding and having the revelation, the revelation, I'm not trying to get deep. It's just something being revealed to you. And now you have a a more in-depth understanding of what that thing is. So that's revelation, just being revealed. Not, and I, we can go more into depth about that word, but not right now. And having the understanding that really that I want to, I want to say it, I'm going to reiterate on this a lot, probably that God owns it all. He's in control. He owns them all. And having that understanding allows me to move a certain way that, you know what? I'm, I'm showing up because one, there's something that God wants to get done. And then because I, I choose to serve the people with my life. And when I'm doing that, I'm not doing it unto the people. I'm doing it unto the creator who's given me everything. So it's like, okay, as I'm sowing my life, he's going to make sure Jamel's okay. And to mention the drought and to mention when the pandemic broke out and I would continue to serve and sow my life into that situation inside the mall along. I mean, of course, with my partner, Dave, as I'm sowing my life into that position, my needs were every need was met. Every need was met. There was no lack in my household. Whether he tagged people to do things for me or whatever the case may be, every need was met. And actually, I was selling. I was still selling. I still was hitting my numbers in my sales in the pandemic. I give all that honor to God. It was still occurring. And to back it up, see, people, me and me and my partner, Dave, we're going to tell the story one day. People don't to go back even further. How it init- oh my God, listen, man. Can can I can I flow? Oh yeah, go ahead. Listen, what I'm talking about works because I did it. I'm not sitting here trying to be throwing out the cliche term of serving and when you serve and then you find it. And this is not one of those schemes of conversation. This is legitimate walk through the fire, been through the process. It it works. I remember in 2014. I was going through a relationship situation and my cousin had sent me a text message. Hey, you need to check out this guy. His name is David Shan. He he's in Atlanta. At that point in time, I was in the state of Delaware. He said, check out his uh, check out his Instagram. And so I said, OK, I checked it out. I wasn't really I don't even think I was on Instagram at that time. I think I was, but I wasn't involved like that. So I just went on there and was kind of checking it out like, OK. And then I seen this post he put. He put this post up. It was a robe. And he was given a description of Joseph's robe of many colors. And I think the captions was along the lines of if somebody, if your, if your wife leaves you, if your friends leave you, if they betray you, then, you know, they, one thing they can't stop is your destiny. It was along those lines, the, uh, the post. And I took a snapshot of it. Cause I was like, man, I'm living this life that this dude just posted this story about Joseph. And I was always intrigued with the story of Joseph being this dude of us having this servitude character and his servitude heart and his heart was a position of love towards God and his spirit. So I took a snapshot of it. And I said, if I ever see this guy, I'm going to let him know, look, man, I'm living this life that you posted. That was in, that was in April, 2014, June. I moved to the state of Georgia. Um, I'm walking through the mall with my mom, Cumberland mall at that time. And I'm upstairs walking and I see this guy. I'm like, I'm like, that's the dude right there. I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. So I walked up to him and I was like, hey man, you got some time? He's like, yeah, sure, hold on. He was wrapping up with a customer. We end up talking. I pulled the phone out. I said, this post right here. He was like, oh yeah. I was like, I'm living this life right here. 
everything's gone. He was like, whoa, what are you doing? I was like, start from zero. So fast forward, he and I, we shook hands at a, um, a, coffee, pl- a coffee shop that was downstairs in the mall at that time. We shook hands. And from there, I remember he offered me a number. I won't say the number right now, but when him and I do, when me and him, him and I, me and him, I don't know how I go. <laughs> when, we do our, uh, when we do our podcast, I'll say the number. But he offered me a number, and I was like, man, this dude got to be crazy. <laughs> like, you're crazy. But in that moment, I had that value of relationship mentality, and I knew that it would, I was in a position to serve not in a, a becking type of way, like, oh, I'm about to be bringing the buckets of water and cleaning the toilet bowls, but in a heart. My heart was in a position of love, and I knew that if I came with the same philosophy of giving and he gave then we'll never have lack in what we're about to do and so in that moment 2014 june it was the first week it was june 4th 2014 i will never forget that day june 4th 2014 is when i arrived in atlanta so yeah that first week and we shook hands and the rest is history right now to this day we're still together and i'm still serving yes that's what you call faithfulness i love it it's always in those moments where God knows what you need. I feel like, mm, I feel like that that was an encounter where it's like God knows what you need. Like for anybody out there who is kind of like in that place of worry, maybe you have lost everything or gave up everything, say, sacrificed something just so that you can be in a better place. I mean, just by listening to Mel's story, it's it's evidence, and it's it's evidence that God is real. He knows exactly who to partner you with to help you go along in your next level of your journey. And you know what else that brought me to? In chapter three of your book, Value Relationships, it talks about, um, the chapter is the benefits of going deeper. And you talked about sometimes you got to sacrifice to go deeper. And I love how you paint a picture of how going deeper is symbolic of the Garden of Gethsemane in the Bible. So was there any other moment of your life where you were challenged to go deeper in your relationship with God or in your relationship with anyone else and and you reap the fruit of your sacrifice? Yeah. When actually, you know what? Let me not, let me not, let me, let me not utilize anybody else because the value of relationships is dealing with all relationships. First, the relationship between, like I said, vertical us and God. So let me, let me look, let me point the, let me point the finger and the camera at myself. Yes. I had to choose to go deeper because there was times I wanted to give up. Even when I shook hands with my partner, Dave, at that time, and there were other things going on in my life. Mm, listen to me. I'm about to say something. Don't complain while you're serving. I'll let that sink in for somebody's head later. Don't complain while you're serving. So although all these things was going on, I was not coming to uh, this man at that point of time complaining. I got disgruntled in my heart, not because of the position I'm in with him, but the position I just was in in life. There was a lot going on relationship wise, financial wise, you know, just things not going how they planned and business opportunities lost and didn't fall through. And this is when God was dealing with me like, Jamel, I need you to go deeper. And me and my conversation in quiet time and meditation, I'm like, God, I went deep. I went as far as I can go. I can't go no further. I just got this offer and here's where I'm at. He's like, I need you to go deeper. I need you to give more. Give more of what? I don't have no money. I'm not talking about money. Give more of yourself. I need you to add more value to yourself. And then you'll attract more value. You'll attract, mo- you'll attract money. Listen, when 
that's that's easy. He said, that's easy for me to get to you. But I need you to add value to yourself. I need you to go deeper. I need you to forgive in some areas. We got to understand, even in our monetary gain, in our financial situations, some of us are in a position, some of us are broke financially because we have not forgiven. I know somebody's listening right now and say, oh, that's bull. How does God's forgiveness correct it to my pockets? It is. It is because your heart's not right. Your heart's not right. And I said it in the book, the benefits of going deeper is not connected to my pockets. It's connected to the people. See, God had to weave that out of me and wean that out of me because I'm thinking like, I'm only going to go deeper if I can get some more money out of this situation. He like, yeah, okay, I'm going to deal with you, Jamel. Because you think the benefits of going deeper is connected to your pocket. It's connected to the people. I need you to go deeper so I can show you, get you a, I need you to have a deeper connection with the people because that's the lane in the position that you're in to touch the people. I don't want you touching them with your hands. I need your hands to be my hands working through you to touch them. And then all the monetary stuff, I get that to you. Once again, we're talking about the need versus the want. It's in your needs that your wants are met. He's trying to give me what I need. He's working from the inside out. The outside, my external is like, listen, I need some money. God's like, I know you need that, but I'm trying to work on the inside first. Got you, got you, got you. That's good. That's good to know. It's like, he does work from the inside out. He works from the inside out. And all of that internal work takes time. All of that internal work, you know, because when we possess the fruits of the spirit, anything, if we possess anything inside of us, it comes to life. And one of the things I can say is like in my relationships, God is always showing me me. I always, you know, one of the, one of the things I struggled with before is like, looking at somebody and saying, you know, God fix this about this person, especially when I was in a relationship, I would always ask God to fix the man, like fix some God. But really he was trying to show me um, what, cause this is, this is actually good for anybody in the relationship. Like one of the things I feel like, you know, we battle with the relationships is pointing the finger at our spouse or pointing the finger at our fiance, whoever our partner is, we look at what they're doing wrong instead of realizing what is it about me? Lord, I pray if there's anything inside of me that I need to fix, that maybe there, it may be affecting our relationship. Help me to see my perspective, help me to help my perspective to be healthy. Help me to see what is it inside of me that may be affecting this relationship because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a two-way relationship, you know? And um, one of my friends, you know, battling with marriage is, you know, she's looking at what her husband has done. And I'm like, it's a it's an internal thing, you know, and for couples who might even be going through um, some type of trauma because they haven't gone through counseling or healed from those things. Like, how would you touch down on that area? Because I feel like you come like for anybody that comes from a, a troubled childhood, a desolate situation or just kind of come, maybe even come from the hood, the projects and they have all this trauma they haven't healed from. Um, what are some ways that people can actually learn how to value their relationship so that in case they are in a marriage, that marriage can begin to become more healthy? What are some things that they can apply? What are some tools? You know, can you touch down on that? Yeah, I always say this and not even to get, not even to be, not even, don't even have to get real deep with this, this answer is I, when I'm engaging with people in the marketplace, because I'm constantly there and I meet couples what I'm starting to find out now more and more is that people are in relationships, whether girlfriend or boyfriend, whether husband or wife, 
not all, but some people are in relationships and the man has no man over him. The woman has no woman over her. What do I mean? The man has no one to hold him accountable that can give authority and correction to that man. The woman has no woman over her to hold her accountable. And I'm not talking about your friends, your buddies, your cousin, your aunts, and not to say that they could not be the person, but I'm talking somebody that legitimately is a wise man or a wise woman that you have over you, over you as a tutor or a counselor or somebody you've given the authority to check your life, to examine your life. To you come to them, th that you can come to them naked, open, transparent and share your darkest and deepest secrets. Maybe not air out all your laundry, but you can share things with them and they can stand in a position and say, you know what, Jamel, that's not that's not good. You know what, you, you, you know what, sis, you should, you ever thought about it this way? And somebody that's wise, they're going to be able to offer advice or even correct you without it being harmful or, or condemning you. So that's, that's so vital. And we live in a society now where men, I want to speak for some men, they don't want no man over them. I'm a man. I'm masculine. I'm strong. You ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm a man just like you. But dog, you in a relationship and your relationship is crumbling because there's no other man in your life to tell you anything. You're getting all your information from the Internet. There's no physical man in your life that can touch and put his wisdom upon you. Same thing with the woman. I'm not saying you shouldn't have your homegirls, your, your, you know, your girlfriends, your, your homeboys and all that. But there needs to be somebody with sound wisdom that can check you and put you in a position and say, you know what? Why don't we do it this way? Counsel. That's the first. That's the actually that's the most powerful tool right there. They need to have the woman needs to have one. The man needs to have one. And then collectively, they should sit at the feet of wise counsel. Collectively, as individuals, they have someone and then collectively they have someone. Oh, that produces so much strength because it, it starts to remove. What happens is the ego starts to fade away. Pride starts to fade away. Humility starts to seep in. And now one we'll get back to the word servitude. Now we're serving one each other in a different light. Does that make sense? Yeah, because honestly, like we need counselors, <laughs> especially yeah. in the black community. I don't know. It's like, well, now it's becoming more prevalent. In, in any relationship, anybody that maybe you feel as though, you know, there's a disconnect or there's arguing, fussing, disagreements, definitely look, take it up with God. God is always going to show you things, but sometimes he also provides wisdom and wise counsel. He provides those who are hard, who can help us through things that we can't solve ourselves. Here's the thing. In school, in my computer science uh, course, we studied, studied something called disaster recovery. And disaster recovery would be almost like a preventative maintenance or a solution that would be put in place if an IT company went through some type of data disaster or natural disaster. Say there was a flood, a fire, a tornado, whatever type of disaster that was. We would do these mock tests and present them to you know, they weren't real companies, but they, this does exist in real life, though. But we did it in school as like a mock up and we were presented. And some and the thing is, some IT companies or companies would turn this down. Say the disaster disaster recovery plan cost about ten thousand dollars. Some of these companies would say or twenty thousand dollars. Some of these companies would say, you know what? No, we don't want to pay that money. 
But what ended up happening is the disaster would occur. It would destroy all the data, whether it was a flood, a fire, or whatever type of disaster. And now the company loses millions of dollars. Now it now and now it costs them even more money to put the disaster recovery plan in place or to get the data restored. You think of large companies like a company like per se, if, let's say if it was Google and they didn't have that type of plan in place, they lose millions of dollars being down. I don't know, maybe every hour or every day. I don't know what their financial status is, but they're going to lose a lot of money every day that they're down or every second that they're down. Now, how does that apply to relationships? Because some of us don't want to put these plans in place. We want to install the fire extinguishers and the the fire sprinklers when the fire starts. No, it's too late, bro. And not to say that you can't recover from these disasters, but why not have the plan in place? I actually um, have these plans, too. When I Now, when I'm coaching, I have it's called relationship recovery plan that you can have these things in place. These tutors, these counselors, these tools, these assessments, these. Uh, books and workshops and have these things in place. So when it comes, because life is going to challenge you, things are going to come against your relationship. And when it comes, you already have the plan in place to say, no, no, we're going to do this right here. Stop that tornado right there at the door. You're not taking this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us more about how we can get in contact with you. I know you have the the value block. So how can people actually access the relationship that you were just talking about, the relationship maintenance? Uh, they will have to go to my website, Jamel D. Jackson, and click services or set up a consultation. And then from that consultation, based on the assessment and the evaluation that I do with that particular individual or couple, then it will lead to us going into this whole type of planning system that will definitely benefit your life. All right. Awesome. That's so, that, so you said people can connect to you at jamaldjackson.com, jamaldjackson.com. And I know you just started the value block. So tell us a little bit about the value block. Man, y'all got to pull up on the value block, man. I'm on the block every day. I might not be saying nothing on the block every day, but I'm on the block every day. I'm checking the block every day. The value block is a private Facebook group that I started. And it's just like when I was back on the block, you know, you had all these people on the block. And it was like a community. It was a place where we were transparent. We could love on each other. There was no judgment, judgment-free zone. Um, you might get God-inspired. You might get just life-inspired. You might get encouraged. But it's a it's a safe place that I that I created, and it's just like the block. But I like to call it the value block because everybody on the block, I believe, is valuable, and so everybody in this group is valuable to me. I really love everybody in the group, even if I don't know you. You know, like I mean, even if I just know of you, you're still of high value to me. And so if anybody wants to come on the value block, you can search the value block on Facebook or just like I said, go to jameldjackson.com or click the link in my bio on Instagram, Jamel D. Jackson. And you can you can you can go to the value block, man. Pull up. I will accept you. Everybody's accepted. Race, creed, color, size, short, tall, medium, wide. I don't know. Come on, man. <laughs> Yes, and you can get in contact with Jamel at on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify under Jamel D. Jackson. That's J-A-M-E-L D as in donkey, Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N. And I'll say this one thing too, because this is Jamel, he's been like um, a, 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 an impactor in my life. I can say that he's one that definitely has a heart to serve. And um, I got to just give him 
just credit because he's helped me when it comes to becoming comfortable with selling product, when it comes to being at the kiosk, talking to people, getting me out of my comfort zone. So um, he does also, you know, if anything, business-wise, he's a really great businessman and um, he's got some great things in store as well. So I'm pretty sure if you live in Atlanta, definitely stop by Cumberland Mall and stop by the Sleepers for Suckers kiosk. Definitely shake hands with, with Jamel, talk with him, um, join his crew with the value block. He is one that can pour into your life and show you things that you have never seen that's inside of you. So um, definitely, I want you to leave us also with one more thing, Jamel. I always do a memorable moment, something that people can re- remember you by. So what valuable word can you give to someone who's been through rough relationships and is trying to find the value within themselves. Two words come to my mind, appreciation and depreciation. Many of us know what appreciation means. Some of us don't, but appreciation is when something increases or the value of that particular thing increases of the value increases over time. Depreciation means the value just decreases. It does. It's losing value. So, Set a standard, live by it, allow people in your life that add appreciation, that are appreciating you. Oh, this is good. That are appreciating you. They do appreciate you and they're adding appreciation. That means that the value only increases because they're in your life. Anybody that's decreasing or depreciating you and bringing depreciation, we need to start thinking, you know what? I don't need that in my life anymore. My life needs to be gaining more value. So those two words, let those take those words and, of course, unpack them yourself. Appreciation and depreciation. What is what is it? What is it or what who is it that's adding appreciation to your life or depreciating you and do an assessment and line that up? You might have to write it down on a piece of paper and say, you know what? Okay, I'm I'm done with that. It may be in habit. It may be a person, but I'm done with that. I'm not doing that no more. It's halftime. Arnesia It's halftime. We have. It's halftime in the year. 2022 is around the corner. People need to do this today or tomorrow. Write it down and say, you know what? This is appreciation. This is depreciating. I need that out of my life. Whatever's depreciating your value, take it out of your life. That's what's up. I love it. I love it. Got me thinking, what do I need to remove? I'm in that season right now, actually. So I, I thank you so much for the word, the word of encouragement, helping us to understand um, value, value of relationships and just valuing God, valuing who we are as well. So I thank you so much, Jamel. And I can't wait to see what else is to come. So definitely, like I said, again, y'all check him out. Um, His website is jameldjackson.com. And he's on social media platforms under Jamel D. Jackson. Oh, let me say this too. Um, Next month, I have some exciting news to share with you guys. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but when you see the post drop on my Instagram, if you're following me, you're going to see the post and be like, oh, snap. (laughs) listen full of surprises huh (laughs) thank you for tuning in to today's episode if you've gained anything from our podcast please leave us a review letting us know your thoughts and don't forget to subscribe to up to me radio on your favorite podcast platform and follow at i am arnesia that's at i a m a-r-n-e-s-j-a-h on social media to hear more from the god identity podcast i'll catch you later